0: I'm proud to announce this is our debut episode of uh, Within the Rules. i just like to get out of the way. Um, I'll be, I guess I'm hosting this. Uh, I'm Kane Newby and, uh, you know, here we're talking some footy. Uh, So for this first episode and for the first three, uh, we're going through uh, the club's uh, off-seasons, who they've lost, who they've picked up, um, and that includes their draft picks. And um, I'm just going to give my thoughts about them and see how it looks like for the club. So, uh, in today's episode, at, we have Adelaide, we have Collingwood, we have Geelong, we have Hawthorne, we have Port Adelaide, and we have Sydney. Now, uh, should be uh, an interesting bunch. Is got a few mates that support the Pies, but we'll go through Adelaide first. So, Adelaide's out Rory Atkins, Brad Crouch, Bryce Gibbs, Carl Hardigan, and Jordan Gallucci. Those are the ones I've decided to mention, obviously. Uh, that's the ones I find significant to the club, as uh, there's been a lot more cullings than that for a few clubs. Uh, first of all, Rory Atkins. How do I see him? Um, as a guy that could potentially break out, um, he's a good footballer, in, in my opinion. Um, he's all right. But, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of depth there that another club could pick up. Um, and it is, it is a small bit of a loss. Um, but it's one that I find Adelaide can manoeuvre away from and they'll recover fine. Big one to me, the biggest one, and nearly of the whole trade period really, Brad Crouch. What a beast midfielder this guy is. Um, fantastic footballer. He does everything in the middle. He does everything in the cards you could want. I love him. Uh, as a footballer, he's great. Um, I think he's. I think he's better than Matt. In my opinion. Matt. Matt Crouch. Um, and look, this is a guy that Adelaide will be spewing their missing. Brad Crouch was fantastic last season, and I mean, I, there was just a couple of times where he was just a standout footballer for that club in such a gut wrenching period, and what what's going to be a gut-wrenching period as they rebuild, and as he was a fantastic player during the 2017 uh, season when they went on to make the grand final. Um, bit of one with the asterisks, because I've heard he might be coming back, um, at least I've seen reports of it. Uh, Bryce Gibbs, um, not really the biggest out, but I thought it was significant just from a football, footballer standpoint. Um, you know, he was a good football player, um, just things didn't really go his way at Adelaide. He wasn't the same footballer, um, but still, I feel like he could back this guy in just to be a good leader and just a good contributor off the field, even if he wasn't playing. So that's a role model they could potentially be losing. There's not really much else to say, as you know, as I just previously stated, he's been on the bench for a couple of years, but, uh, you know, Pierre Dinkum, you know, he, he does things... You know, from a leadership standpoint, in that club room probably. You know, as Brad Crouch would have, you know, good advice. He's been around the league for years. He would have known what he's been doing. Just didn't really work out on the field. Uh, Kyle Hardigan uh, went to Hawthorne in a trade there. Um, for Kyle Young, promising footballer, going to a club that... In my opinion's lost, but we'll get into Hawthorne later. Um, seems like a promising footballer once again, as Rory Atkins is, uh I believe he's younger and uh he should be able to add something to the Hawks, but it he'd probably be playing less than what he was at Adelaide, so really it's a matter of you know, location and obviously that uh that twenty eighteen I believe it was the twenty eighteen preseason. Um, that turned out to be a big fuffle down there at the Crows. Um, Just absolutely poor. Um, And, you know, it's just a reasonable loss because obviously he could help, you know, for the future. You know, it's a good play to probably keep around during your rebuild and potentially still be a good footballer after the rebuild. Uh, And Jordan Gallucci, uh, I know most people probably not going to agree with this. as a significant loss. But I think he is because of the athlete he kind of is. Um, he came in. He broke a couple of records when he was a rookie. They've probably been broken by now. He came in. is super quick. He's, he from 20, so drafted 2016, I believe. From 2017 to about 2019. He played about 40 games. To me wasn't wasn't horrendous, was not horrendous at all. Um, unfortunately, got struck down with a, uh, a knee injury. I'm not sure which one. Could have been anything. Um, and that derailed his the, the COVID season. Anyway, and then they chose to delist him. I think another club could pick him up. Because so you just you just don't know with a guy like this. If he gets re injured, maybe. But you know, the fact that he played 40 games over a three, four year span, you know, shows that clearly he's good enough to get in the side, good enough to play. Um, but there's still a big asterisk, question mark, whatever you want to say, about this kid and about how he can play on the big stage. And I'd like to see that be explored by, you know, a number of teams who could use a, a speed start like Jordan Gallucci you Not, not really too sure. But like you know, uh, he he could he could go anywhere really. GWS could maybe take a hit on him as they're looking to do something. Maybe the power, but they've got some good young forwards. The Swans would be pretty good with Tommy Pathley there. Would be interesting. Maybe even Freer if they they love their big forwards. It would complement well really help some of the guys that run through there, like Mikey Walters, Nat Five. Um, But uh, So that's, to me, who Adelaide have significantly lost. Uh, for their ends, they didn't really pick anyone up outside of the draft. Uh, to me, what, it's probably a good look for a rebuilding club. Like, surely you could have picked up some guys around the league or it just it seems like just really it's not a not an attractive club. You're not the Saints who miraculously became, you know, the you know, the bell of the ball. Apparently they're stunning. Fortunately for Adelaide, they are the ugly duckling. And I don't think anyone really wants to play there. It's just a hellhole. From what it seems like at the moment. And you know, it shows they didn't bring anyone in outside the draft. Now, who did they pick up? Riley Philthorpe. I do apologise if I got that last name wrong. After all, English isn't my forte. This podcast is because footy kind of is. Uh, number two pick, because I see Jamara Ugo-Hagen ended up going to the Doggies. Uh, we'll talk about him and the Bulldogs in the third episode. But uh, so they ended up getting him with the second pick. You, you would assume so. I believe you know the top six picks of this draft were meant to be nearly guarantees great footballers to come in. You want to hope that he is that. Um, for Adelaide's sake, you want to let hope so because you know he you draft no, number two. As you can clearly tell, draft not my forte as it's not very, very, really covered in Australia here. But you know, young lad, uh, tall forward, rock could come in, be in that position. Uh, learn off Tex Walker if he plays as a tall forward, I mean, which I don't think he will end up playing in the rock um, purely based. Off uh, Riley O'Brien, or oh, sorry, o- O'Reilly. I um, can't believe I can't get his name right now, but you know, good footballer he was. Uh, a lot of people advocating maybe could have been an All Australian. Is he that good of a footballer? He's pretty close, but don't um, come knocking on Nick because, well, clearly, you know, uh, he probably gave you an absolute. Sp- well, um, but he gets a good opportunity because he come into a struggling club, so he, you get a good opportunity to play some some minutes and play some really tough footy. Um, so, yeah, and Riley O'Brien, in my opinion, should hold out the ruck position, seeing Riley play as a key forward. Is that the best for him? Personally, I think so. uh, A pick 11, big pick peddler, a medium forward midfielder. Obviously, in my opinion, Adelaide could easily need any position you could ask for. Absolutely. So a medium forward, a guy that can maybe rotate into the midfield, that's fine because they need it. Um Guy should be a good footballer. I haven't really seen much uh you know where he can be recruited from recruited from the sandful with uh Glenelg. um obviously I haven't really seen him play, but when you draft a pick eleven once again it should be should be good but um as the talks have said, you know if you're not the top seven pick, apparently this draft is meant to be too heavy so. So want to hope these kids can pan out uh, with their twenty fifth pick. Um, by the way, I've, I've only listed the picks in the top thirty two. Um, as I believe the first two rounds are just good enough to start with. Uh Brandon Cook, another medium forward. Probably something they need. Um, really to, I guess, in a sense that you could be replacing a guy like Kyle Hardigan. You could be replacing a guy like George, John Galucci. But these two pickups here, um, as Brand Cook is uh, slightly taller, uh, 189 compared to Luke Pedler, 183. It's fine. They weigh the same. Uh, Bren Cook, uh, you would hope he's a promising young forward. Um, I think it's, I think it's nearly better. I think you know if you have Luke Pedler, you can rotate into the midfield, and you've got Brand Cook, who is a permanent medium forward. That's great. That makes, I guess that makes team selection a hell of a lot easier. Now, it's just, in my opinion, if you're all these medium forwards, who are you learning from? I mentioned Riley can learn from Tex Walker. As In my opinion, he's not the greatest, but I mean, the guy's still playing AFL football. Well, AFL football, he's kicked the most goals in Adelaide club history. Clearly, the Tex is doing something right. Your medium forward, that's not the same. And it's completely different and who are you learning from at that club. Although trainings, hopefully you get to train against uh, some of their good defenders. Um, you know, uh like Rory Laird, who in my opinion uh, well now that especially now that Brad Crouch is gone, who he is the best footballer in that club right now and could nearly find himself on any club in the AFL at the moment because uh, he is spectacular. And he and Brad Crouch, I mean, they nearly carried Adelaide to a couple wins there um, and obviously ended up snagging a few on the way. Uh, 28th kick, uh, the last one that's mentioned uh, from the Adelaide Football Club, Sam Berry out uh, of the Gibson Power from the NAB League. Um, also from Maffa, Melbourne Grammar. Another medium forward. This makes me feel uncomfortable. Three guys that could play the same position. In my opinion, you should probably only have a maximum of two, like two small forwards, two medium forwards, two big forwards. I believe that's the way of the future. It's probably the most level-headed way to go, in my opinion. Um, once again, same size as the guys before him. Does that change anything in my opinion? No, not really. It's just it's just tough when you've got club like Adelaide and so many guys stacked up in the one position. All that makes life tough. It's just, but I guess it just makes them compete harder at trainings. Hopefully, as they've got guys that play in the same spot. And uh, that is all for Adelaide. Here we go. Get Sibbop Water. That was tough slogging. Especially getting through a club that looks like it's down the absolute gutter for the next couple of years. Uh, next, Collingwood. Uh, to the boys. Um, who are you losing? Adam Shulaw. Uh, Atu. Bessim Villagi. Sorry, once again. Lyndon Dunn. Tom Langdon. Tom Phillips. Ben Reid, Jane Stevenson, Travis Farco. Losing Chalor to the Doggies. They call it a big loss. Um, I would also, personally from a football perspective, maybe could have done it like Bryce Gibbs. Also put uh, Dane Beams as a loss. Uh, he hasn't played in a while. Maybe lost a bit of his touch anyway. Adam Trelaw, losing him. I uh, Yes, he's a brilliant footballer. You know, does all that. But they've got a lot of good midfielders. And picking up guys like Oliver Henry, Finlay McRae, who we know is a midfielder. Jack McRae, obviously, plays at the Doggies. So I believe they're brothers. They'll be disappointed if they're not. A guy like Finlay McRae... To replace Adam Trelaw, that's fine because the guys he's learning from Pendles. Oh, what a marvellous footballer. As much as I hate the Pies, here I'm just telling the truth. Scott Pendlebury, unbelievable footballer. I see those things that Scott Pendlebury versus Joel Selwood, for example. I'm taking Pendles every day of the week because, oh, he's such an amazing footballer. He does everything. A guy like Finlay McRae, who idolises Scott Pendlebury, is going to come into that system. Collingwood's still a good place to go. So the fact they didn't pick anyone up is a little disappointing. But if that draft goes well, if Oliver Henry, Finlay McRae, just work out, if if those top two picks that they had, at uh, pick number 17 and pick 19, if they just pan out, they're in for a good year, in my opinion. So Adam Trelaw, not the biggest loss in my opinion, because they've got tons of key. They've got tons of guys in the midfield. I always used to think that with with Collingwood that their midfield was so heavy, and they weren't really able to branch it out. Bringing in a rookie to replace Adam Trelaw in a sense, in my opinion, that's a great idea. A two, Berson Velagi. I saw him play, pretty sure I saw his debut. I can't remember against who. The kid looked deadly. The kid looked dangerous. North Melbourne are really picking up, in my opinion, a guy that could be really transcendent for a number of years. Maybe even help him for just one year. Have one huge year, help him out. That would be fine but he's a talented young forward. He is absolutely dangerous. I just felt like something crazy. It was like a little bit of Eddie, but it was a little bit of Charlie Cameron, you know, where it's just, it's just deadly when they pick up the footy. Um, he, he's got some of that. And I think Collingwood might regret picking him up, uh, sorry, losing him, but uh, picking up a medium forward of Oliver Henry in a sense, I guess it's you know you're losing forwards, you're losing the two, you're losing Ben Reed, you're losing Jaden Stevenson, you're losing Travis Farco. I had to pick one up, Oliver Henry. I hope he's good. Obviously, this is just my opinion on how the players are, and I wish everyone the best. I hope everyone can play good footy, especially these draft picks, because I haven't seen them. I hope they all play good footy, because it just makes for a more competitive competitive league. That sounds great to me. Uh, Lyndon Dunn announced, uh, retirement. Yeah, not really a big loss for Collingwood. Um, just, that's, that's fine. You've, you've got guys that can come in and play the role and do things like that. I'm, I'm not worried about that loss for Collingwood. You've got, in my opinion, such a good back line. You know, Isaac Queener, we've got Jeremy Howe when he gets back. You know, it's just, it's stonked. It's stonked. You've got Braden Maynard. Those three guys that I've met, just mentioned, unbelievable footballers. Lyndon Dunn is done. D-O-N-E, get him out. That's fine. That's fine. Tom Langdon, I've chosen to mention uh, obviously he chose to retire due to uh, injuries, I believe it might have been concussions. Nah, didn't really get to see much of him. Uh, but I thought you know he's, it's it's death. it's death. he's He was good enough to come in rotate, you know, maybe play every second week. To me it seemed like a very talented full uh, player. Uh, that's just losing depth there. That's that's why I've mentioned him. Otherwise, it's once again. I just feel like. And we're still getting in, into who I feel is the biggest, the biggest loss here, which is I know it's not Adam Trelaw. but um. Tom Langdon out. It's just a death loss. Tom Phillips end up going to the Hawks. This guy looked promising last year. He looks like he was on an upward trajectory. Will that happen at Hawthorne? I think that's going to impact him as a footballer. Sure, maybe I'm biased against Hawthorne. But I would much rather be in black and white than I would brown and gold. That's all I'm saying. Um, as much as Alistair Clarkson's a better coach, you don't always learn everything off your coaches. As a footballer, sometimes you're learning off your teammates. And, you know, when you're around guys like Pendles, Isaac Queener. Uh, when you're training against those guys, when you're going up against Jaden Stevenson, who's now left, when you're going up against Brody Myerchecks. Even the Mason Coxes. Let's give the big Texan a mention. Compared to, you know, I don't know, who do you want me to talk about from Hawthorne? Big boy McAvoy. James Warple. who's only good when the Hawks are good. Jagger and Mira. When you're going up against guys like that, training's a little bit easier. Ben Reid. Was an All-Australian for one year. I was shocked when I heard that. I only heard that this year. I learned that. But he was... he. I, I really liked Ben Reid. I thought the guy came in and did his job, and I thought he was a good forward. I thought he should have been playing over Nathan Cox. Absolutely. Um. He just knew the game of football. That's all it was. He wasn't the most explosive bloke. wasn't the most exciting. Do your job. Thank you Bill Belichick for that line. Do your job, Ben Reid did it. Ben Reid kicked one or two goals and I think the most important thing here is Ben Reid. He he really could work taking the number one defender. He could he made sure that he forced the number one defender being taken off him or taken onto him or he could have had a number two and he could have kicked one or two goals. Now, to the biggest loss of Hollywood Football Club this summer. Where's number one? He is dangerous. Do I think Jack Higgins should have been Rookie of the Year over him? I'm telling you, no. Jaden Stevenson. What a stud footballer. You know, the medium, I I, I I would call him a medium footballer. The medium forward, he's just got some flash, he's got some spark about him. And you love it because that's how you want forwards to be. And he and he, he's just so good at using his legs to get into space. I remember watching Collingwood and Carlson. The one man that really killed Carlton wasn't Mason Cox, who did a pretty good job. But in my opinion, it was Jane Stevenson. Maybe he didn't do as much, but he was deadly. He always found himself open and he put Carlton under the pump. He makes sure that well, you know, he talked about a club like Adelaide, their best defender, Rory Laird, Bolly oh, has to go straight on his boat because he is unbelievable. He does things with the footy. He's got so much swag. I'm going to think about the S word. He's got so much unbelievable swag. He's got so much talent. North Melbourne, picking up James Stevenson and R2. That is great. That is great for their club. They've done very well there. Because that's really bolstered a forward line pairing with Cam Zerhow, who complements the both of them very well. Oh, I mean that it, it's a tough loss. I mean, he it just is a guy that at Collingwood behind Brody Mechek, maybe even before him, I put his name down half uh, forward, forward pocket, whatever. He's one of the first in my opinion one of the first name down in the team on the team sheet once you get out of Collingwood's midfield. He's the first forward you drop down. He takes the best defender, particularly if they're small, because he can just outdo big guys. And he's just a threat every week to potentially go on and kick three. And uh, he's really promising, in my opinion. I hope he doesn't turn out like John degoey. I hope he can be a little more consistent. Um, well, you know, we'll find out. And uh, Travis Varco, another boss retiring... Going off to coach at North Melbourne, that really helps a guy like R2. And also Jane Stevenson, because Travis Farco, a good footballer for a number of years, unbelievable. Obviously played the small forward role in a sense. Wasn't the most deadly, but he was magnificent. Obviously, I've spoken that they have no ins coming in for this year i like, Collingwood, having no one enter the club, how does that make me feel? Well, personally, I love it, because I don't really like Collingwood. But if I'm looking at it, as much as I hate Collingwood, I, f- I feel like if someone... That's such an attractive club, how could you not want to go in there? And now they've got those new Nike stripes, you know, the Nike kit, the tops are great. You know, that. how could you not want to play for Collingwood in my opinion? That's such a historic club that's known for winning. Surely they've still got a culture in there. They just won a final last year. They've still got a good culture in there. Obviously, grand final day, they have Buckley's chance. Um. Both the pun and the saying, but uh, you know that's it. Collingwood there uh, for the outs and ins. Obviously, I've mentioned Oliver Henry, medium forward. Uh, I hope he's good. Now, uh, obviously, uh, Jack Henry is his brother, a Geelong defender. Uh, who's who's okay? If if Oliver's learning off Jack, he should be able to come in and. Come off the bench and just maybe bro tag. You should be good. Uh, Finlay McRae. Jack um, McRae's brother. Just looking here, it is It is true. Yes, yeah? so I was right. Um, and if he's anything like Jack, he'll be an underrated start in that midfield. Rafe McInnes at pick 23. A full midfielder. Once again, making it easy for Collingwood just to kind of move on from Adam Trelaw. And they've just got such an influence in the midfield. Obviously, he's coming out of the, uh, is a uh, Collingwood Next Generation Academy prospect. Really, they like him, so he's coming in. Uh, Caleb Porter at a uh, pick 30, a tall, another tall mid. Three midfielders. Really you can even see it in this draft, playing for the future. Planning for Pendles to leave. Obviously a replacement for Adam Trelaw. That's I oh, just I know I'm gonna make it sound a bit like an American football thing here, but when you put too many guys in one position, it's kind of like Are you trying to replace them? Two tall forwards, obviously you've got the medium forward in Finlay McRae. Me off a little bit, pick 31, Liam McMahon. Uh, just, just finishing off a little bit. Uh, pick 31, Collingwood, we'll Liam McMahon, pull forward, and learn off Brody my check maybe learn off the big Texan, learn how to play a prelim, learn how to rock the. Tigers in on a big stage. Maybe, maybe don't learn from the big and Learn off my check. Maybe add something to my check's game. I think it's all forward for Collingwood. It's a position that could be up grabs. Can he do it? Oh, well, he's obviously going to look into in and try and play for the club. But well, that's the your job. You're trying to make it a profession trying to be the number one option for that club. Come in, compete. He might get a gig. You might see it sooner than you think. Moving on to Geelong, after a very draining talk about Collingwood, as they were losing a lot of numbers just then. A lot. Which would be disappointing for them. Moving on to the (sighs) Cattery. Outs. I've got five listed down. Nakai Cockatoo. How good is he? We'll talk about him a bit later. Lucky Fogarty. What can he do with the Blues? The Little Master. What some would argue the Goat illustrious career, two-time winner of Charlie, dangerous little midfielder, Gary Ablett Jr. Harry Taylor, and another round, Jack Stephen. Uh, Starting from the top, Kaya Cockatoo. If he does anything like Lincoln McCarthy did, goes to the lines, becomes a bit of a star. Look, he helps that Brisbane side a little bit, but he's nearly kind of forced. as a bench rotation player. Tough year, injured for the past couple of years. Hasn't really played much. Still a good footballer. Still relatively dangerous, I um, hope. I didn't really rate him too highly um, at the start, but uh, watching him a bit more, he's, he's an all right footballer. But as they say, your best ability is availability. Has Nakai Cockatoo been able to do that? Not recently, not for the past couple of years. So Lions taking a big gamble here, picking him up. The Cats. Well, considering who they've added, I'll get into that. But they don't really need to worry about him. I think that's, that's fine. Lucky Fogarty. Rotation player, good depth, good depth. What can the Blues do with him? Because I think Chris Scott's a shit coach. Let's, Let's talk about that for a second. Chris Scott's shit coach. Do I think he inherited the 2011 flag? No, not really. But from what I've seen since 2011, from what I've seen throughout the last decade, Maybe he did, but he isn't. Lockie Fogarty going to a coach like David Teague, going to an environment where Zach Williams is there now, where Adam Saad is there now. I'm going to stop talking about the Blues because they are a fun side to talk about, in my opinion, now. But Lockie Fogarty is going to a club that's on the rise. The Cats, they love their 30-year-olds. And I understand. But, you know, I think it's good for Lockie. I think it's good for the Cats to part ways. I think both parties have won here. Blue's picking up a young guy that could really blossom into something with more game time. Cats, as much as they're losing depth, they're not really losing anyone of significance in a spot that can be filled. Uh, Little Master. Is he the biggest loss for this side? No, he's not. If you told me five years ago he was retiring, yes, he's the biggest loss. Football is a big loss. He's the biggest loss for football this year. (sighs) But is he a big loss for the Cats this year? He's not the biggest, but he's he's important. Because of the influence he has at the cattery, you wear the wine blue hoops you'd love that man you'd learn off him you would listen to everything he says i mean whether you believe in god or not whether you believe in any religion you have to believe in the little master because surely this man has no haters because he's an unbelievable footballer he's able to do anything whether you're a junior over senior or senior over junior I do love the little master because he does things with the football that few guys can, and he's so exciting. He's exhilarating, and he fought to the end. Grand final showed that. He fought to the end. Good on him. Uh, Little master, you'll definitely be missed, mate. Will the Cats miss you? Yeah, they will. They should. I absolutely should. You're an influence in the midfield, not just playing, but just mentoring. So yes, you should be missed. Me, Harry Taylor. What a huge loss this is for the Cats. Unbelievable footballer he has been. What a great backman. If this, is. I know I'm only a young lad myself, but. In the future, if I'm telling kids to play like someone, or if I'm a parent now or a coach now, I'm trying to get guys to be like Harry Taylor. Not the fastest, not the strongest, but God damn. He can play footy. He's learned. You can tell he's footy-minded. He knows what to do. He's unbelievable. And he was still great last year. my opinion, no, yeah, really, You've got Tom Stewart, you've got Harry Taylor, and you've got, you know, Zach Tuey. You've got, you know, just listing those three defenders right there. Harry Taylor's gone. Zach, Zach Tuey. Tom Stewart, not the biggest defenders. Harry Taylor made selecting a side for the Cats so much easier. Made Chris Scott's job so much easier. He's gone. And that. That's dreading. Uh, that would be absolutely painful. Jack Stephen. Uh, thought I'd give him a mention because he was he was okay rotation player, obviously, um, but just did not recover from those issues he had while he was uh, at the Saints at the, at the end of his uh, tenure at the Saints, um, joining the Cats. Try to get a fresh start. could <sighs> not really get it. See him retire. What a footballer he was. But, uh, you know, what happened in the hoops? I mean, is it something to forget about? Yes, because people are going to forget it. I look at Jack Stephen now, talk about him. I think of him as a saint. Uh, and he was a great footballer for them. Uh, Ian's... The first club with inns. Oh, how great. And you won't believe it. They're all over 30. Ah, Jeremy Cameron. We're in the the elusive number five. You talk about playing at the Cats. As much as Little Master, in my opinion. Better than Senior. Nothing's more iconic nearly, the wearing a number five for the Geelong Cats. Good looking number. Very historic side. So the club with a very strong culture down there, this just made a grand final. They just upset Brisbane in a prelim. Jeremy Cameron to come in. If he is what he was last year, there is no point. Geelong will not be going back to a grand final. If Jeremy can get back to what he was, they can compete. Do I believe in Geelong? No. I'm sorry, Mr Christie. If he listens to this, he knows who I'm talking about. Sorry, Mr Christie. These. The cats are pretenders. They can win another minor premiership. The cats are fake. They are fake. Cats as an animal. They're a... What is it? Like an inconvenient pet. Um. They don't make much sense to me as a pet, as a football side. They are fake. They don't do much. Sorry. Jeremy Cameron. He can, he can change the fortunes of that side, though, in my opinion. Uh, if, he, if he gets back to his old form. Right, I honestly hope for Jeremy Cameron's sake that last year, you know, playing up so far with the ground, was just Leon Cameron and his coaching. You want to hope so? A guy like that, why is he up the field so far? He is so good. He's a good kick for goal. He's a great kick for goal. What am I on about? He's a great kick for goal. He's a great mark. He's a great, con- great contested forward. Needs to be further down. Will Chris Scott do that? I think he will. Tom Hawkins is down there. Maybe Jeremy Cameron would be playing up a bit more. That's fine, but he needs to get his hands on the footy and he needs to use it well. Isaac Smith, obviously, yeah. Uh, in interview, get the quote. But he's already won two games. For Geelong, in his time period in, in AFL, and yes, yes you have Isaac. Can you win some more? I think you can. I think you got a little more in the tank. I think um, Isaac Smith to me is a lot more than just picking up a, at this stage. A, you know, a very competent, reasonable footballer but you're also picking up a great guy to be in the room. Who are they picking up that's won? Not one, not two, but three flags on the trot even. Who's done it That's that they're picking up? Who's done it that's in that facility right now? Isaac Smith. You're bringing in guys that have won. He's a winner. He's proven that he's played in a 3 peak He's a proven winner. He's a good footballer. I think he's more there to uphold the culture, to bring in some new things. Alistair Clarkson is the real deal as a coach. He can bring over some sweet tricks from him and really get this club firing on a, on a different level. I so said, Jeremy Cameron, can he change their for, you know, fortune for winning? I said they're still pretenders even if you can make them win more games. Isaac Smith, he's that X factor there. Love that. He can change that culture into one that goes to a prelim and not have it be their grand final. <clears throat> like last year. Lastly, Sean Higgins was still unbelievable at North Melbourne. I can see why they they just kind of let him leave in a sense. Uh, third club for sure. <sighs> Coming off some very good years at North Melbourne. Coming into Geelong. Really help bolster that forward line. If he can give them just one good year. If he and Isaac Smith and have Jeremy Cameron fire in this club. I changed my mind. Maybe there won't be pretenders. But if these three guys can come in and fire on all cylinders, this club could actually be contenders. Because I don't really believe that Tom Hawkins is the the real big guy anymore. I don't think he can. I know he just won a Coleman medal. Oh, (sighs) whatevs. And you're coming up against a side like Richmond. They save it all for the big dance. Tom Hawkins, you can do all you want in the home and away season. They'll let you kick five against them. But you saw the way Port handled you in that first final. They forced you to the boundary. They forced mistakes on you. They played you magnificently. Jeremy Cameron, he helps change that. Sean Higgins, he helps change that. Isaac Smith will change that, in my opinion. Those three guys can all fire. They can contend. Will they still win the flag, though? <sighs> I think there's still better clubs out there, and we'll get it. We'll get into that later. Uh, i just have one pick listed down from the top. uh oh, sorry, two picks because top half. six. Max Holmes a pick twenty, a medium midfielder. You're losing Gary. You're losing Jack Stephen, still, you know, still can. can come in, in. Uh, you can learn. Why not? Uh, wingman. Just reading here, son of Jewel Olympian, Commonwealth medalist. Gold medalist. Um, he knows, he obviously knows how to run, I mean. He's a freak, but um, he's an athlete. Is he a footballer? From Geelong, I'm hoping so. You know, kind of class in him as a midfielder here, because if if you can run like that, you're a media midfielder to me. You're on the wing. That's my opinion. It's a it's a great place to play out there, and you can really help a side like Geelong out there. 33. They selected a rocker. Shannon Neal. To me, that's, that's pretty easy. Ray Stanley was so I like, I actually do like Reece Stanley, but he's, he's in my opinion just the most average footballer. He's just He's just textbook, textbook rocker. Traditional in a sense. Doesn't really do too much around the ground, but he competes. I like that competes. He knows where to be, knows how to do things. He, he can place himself well. He uses it relatively well. He, he competes in every contest. I love that. Shannon, Shannon Neal hopefully can come in. He can nearly try and break into that side if he really wants to. So, as I've stated, every, he's going to try and do that, but he could really could again come in, break into this Geelong side and be a fantastic footballer. Uh, That's all for Geelong. And these three clubs will be all for this first episode of Within the Rules. Uh, Alright. Thank you. And I'll see you later for episode two, which will contain Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, and the Swans. As I know they're meant to be included in the first episode. But hey, we're here to learn. We're here to grow. And uh, hopefully a few of you have been along the way. Right, thanks for listening. And good night.